Hey guys, welcome to today's video. I hope all of you are having a wonderful day. With the Zack Snyder Full Circle event coming up, I thought I'd sit down and rank my top five favorite Zack Snyder films. Note, this is my own ranking based on my own personal feelings and experiences watching these movies. I don't think everything he does is perfect. No directors are. But I don't think everything he does is garbage either. But I know there's a lot of you guys that land on one side or the other, and I'd love to hear why and hear your list in the comments below. Your guys are going to be different, and that's okay. Be cool. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay, What's the procedure? stay calm! Wait, 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 wait. Everybody just calm down! Coming in at number five is Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Yes, I know this movie is a reboot, and there are running zombies in it that make a lot of people mad. But I love the fact that these zombies run. The first quote-unquote zombie movie I ever saw was 28 Days Later, and I absolutely loved that film. And sure, the zombie genre has maybe been overplayed by today's standard, but this movie is always one I go back to whenever I'm looking for a good zombie movie. With Zack Snyder, you know you're going to get top-notch cinematography, and really, this was his truly first big project, and I think for the time, he absolutely nailed it. There have been dozens of zombie movies that rode on the success of this movie, as well as others before it, like 28 Days Later. And certainly, you can recognize some of the zombie movie tropes while watching this, although one could argue that there are better zombie movies out there. Overall, if you're a zombie movie fan, a horror fan, or a Zack Snyder fan, I think this one is absolutely a must-watch. Coming in at number four is Watchmen. Some people might leave the video right now for even including this movie on the list or putting it over Dawn of the Dead, but hey, listen, in a world today where there's shows like The Boys, Invincible, Peacemaker, movies like The Suicide Squad, Deadpool, Logan, Joker, where comic book adaptations are really pushing the envelope and are not afraid to dive into the gore, brutality, darker tones, political themes, and even sometimes nudity, Watchmen, in a way, was kind of ahead of its time. I'm not necessarily saying this film opened the door for other rated R comic book movies because it wasn't the first, but I think in today's market where audiences are constantly debating on superhero fatigue and why, sh why should they be invested into a cinematic universe when the heroes always save the day in the end, well, if you've seen Watchmen, you know it goes into all of that and more and completely turns the idea of being a superhero or even a supervillain up on its head. It makes you question, if you were a superhero or had the abilities of one, would you save people? Or if there was a superhero watching someone try to harm you, would you trust that individual with your life? Should they be under control by the government, or are they above civilization as a whole? It has an amazing soundtrack, some visuals to me that still stand up very well today, some great performances from a stacked cast who also, a bunch of these actors went on to play other characters for DC like Patrick Wilson, who is Night Owl, ends up, of course, being Ocean Master and Aquaman, which I loved, as well as Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, or Billy Crudup, who plays Dr. Manhattan, always the way I had imagined Dr. Manhattan to be growing up reading the comics, by the way. He ended up being cast by Zack Snyder, playing Henry Allen in both versions of Justice League, as well as Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne. I'm sure I'm forgetting some others as well. This film, like all Zack Snyder films, will not be for everyone, but certainly is one I have multiple copies of. Coming in sadly at number three is Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice The Ultimate Edition. Now I know I've really pissed you off. 
Either I haven't ranked this film high enough for your liking, or the fact that this film is on the list in the first place makes me a toxic fanboy. But either way, I'm here for the ride to find out. When I first saw the movie in theaters and heard that so many people were devastatingly disappointed by it, I was certainly concerned, but... It still looked extremely promising to me, with my favorite Superman returning, the big screen debut of Wonder Woman, which was long overdue, and maybe shouldn't have been in this film, but also the introduction to what would go on to be my favorite Batman in Ben Affleck's Batman. I liked the theatrical film a lot, but it felt a bit crammed, rushed, and the editing left me feeling confused, like I needed to go online and see what certain sequences meant. After watching the Ultimate Edition, once it was released, a lot of the flaws of this film were fixed just for me personally. I'm somebody that if the things a movie executes well, executes it extremely well, but has some other question marks, I still lean very positive. I understand I am in the vast, vast minority on this movie, but I do believe after the release of the Ultimate Edition, as well as Zack Snyder's Justice League, a lot more people are coming around on the Ultimate Edition, which has always been better received than the chopped up, edited, theatrical version that the studio mandated. I think if this film had a DC Elseworlds label on it, and the studio had less say on what and who had to be in the second film in this cinematic universe, which originally was intended to just be Man of Steel 2, then this film might have been better received. Maybe it's not the best comic book movie. Yeah, it has the Martha scene, which again, I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but that scene only ever left me confused at worst, not irate, so the film wasn't ever ruined for me because of that scene. In fact, I thought Ben Affleck acted his ass off in that scene. I think although Jesse Eisenberg is not the guy I imagine as Lex Luthor, as Lex Luthor Jr. and seeing what he transitions to in the post credit scenes of Zack Snyder's Justice League as well as his full plan being displayed in the Ultimate Edition, I think Eisenberg portrays this version as Lex pretty well. His plan is honestly genius, and yeah, one could argue a lot of conveniences, but he perfectly serviced this movie and had an awesome theme. All of the returning side characters from Man of Steel, especially Lawrence Fishburne as the comedic relief, was truly perfect. Again, the introduction to this Batman, although probably should have been in a standalone movie first to establish clearly he hasn't been killing people for the last 20 years, hence the pivot in Justice League. Every time I watch Ben Affleck as Batman, I love him even more and more. I love his theme. I mourn the loss of never getting to see his Batman movie the action was some of the best in any comic book movie. The score from start to finish was amazing. And again, probably one of the most hated comic book movies. But for my weird ass, Dawn of Justice The Ultimate Edition is easily one of my favorites. Coming in at number two is Zack, Coming in at number two is Zack Snyder's Justice League. It seems like in certain online spaces, this movie gets a lot of crap nowadays. Being more removed from the release of this movie... It might just be from how things have played out in the online space with WB and Zack Snyder or WB with Henry Cavill. I don't know. What I do know is I never thought Warner Brothers would let Zack Snyder finish this film. And they did. And he did. And what we got was one of and two, a vast majority of my subscribers, the best comic book movie of all time. I liked the theatrical cut of Justice League when it came out. I thought it was fun enough, and I loved seeing the characters I grew up watching and reading on the big screen, but make no mistake, this film in every way makes the theatrical cut look laughably bad, in my opinion. And with a recent rewatch, 
makes the theatrical film also feel unbelievably fast-paced, like we're sprinting through the plot. This film takes its time to establish every character, their origin story, their motivations, makes you emotionally invested into not only them, but their friends and family, and brings the team together in such a naturally organic way. Ben Affleck's Batman is in full redemption mode for trying to kill Superman, and yet he still gives us a great performance as Batman, which to me at least still felt like Batman, whereas in Joss Disleague felt like Tony Stark at times. Moments from The Flash that I never thought I'd see on the big screen and really raised the bar for Andy Muschietti when it comes to running through the Speed Force. Wonder Woman was brilliant as always, felt much more of a sequel to the first Wonder Woman movie than Wonder Woman 1984 did, as well as I thought even though Mira doesn't have an accent in Aquaman, they talk underwater a little bit different too. This film also felt like it was a better setup for Aquaman than Justice League was. I also loved what they did with Cyborg. It was a shame that the, so much of his story was shelved to begin with. Steppenwolf not only had a clear plan and motivation for his plan, but it was a familial one, which had shades of betrayal when it comes to his relationship with Darkseid. I actually think Steppenwolf is one of the stronger villains in the DCU now, and Darkseid definitely, with more screen time, could have been one of the best of the genre. This movie didn't just restore and redeem Zack Snyder's vision, but also Henry Cavill's performance as Superman. I have no idea why they decided to reshoot everything with Henry Cavill, forcing the whole mustache gate. There was absolutely nothing wrong with Henry Cavill's performance or the way the character was written. In fact, it perfectly lines up with everything we've seen in the previous two films, as well as Superman as a character. When I saw Man of Steel for the first time, I had always hoped for a Justice movie like this, and although it took a long time to get it, it was well worth the wait. With more time and more viewings, it very well may overtake the number one spot, and I know for a lot of you guys, already has. My name is General Zod. But for me, number one is Man of Steel. I admittedly am a little biased. I saw this trailer for the first time in a showing for The Dark Knight Rises a year previous, and by the end of the trailer is when it was confirmed for me. A new Superman movie was only a year away, and I had no idea it had even been announced. The online movie community was not what it is today back then, but I was still present, and the Man of Steel trailer is what really got me into keeping up with movie news. I would of course keep up with DC TV and DC movies, but not so much online news. Unless it was the Dark Knight trilogy, but Man of Steel was the one that blew the roof off the building for me. The vision Zack Snyder has for Krypton blew my mind, as I was somebody that thought you couldn't do Krypton better live action than having Marlon Brando standing around ice crystal structures. I was wrong. Many others agreed with hence the unrelated Krypton prequel series getting greenlit. Although I know I am in the minority when it comes to Man of Steel and there's a lot of people that absolutely hate this movie, it absolutely blew my mind. I never got the impression that Jonathan Kent was evil and that he told his child to let other children die, but that maybe the answer to keeping his child safe from dangerous situations is to keep him out of other 
dangerous situations. Questions like this is what will stick with me forever. The score, which can be loud, epic, and full of hope and spectacle, also can be very quiet, somber, sad, yet optimistic. I think easily it's the best comic book movie score of all time, and that's a tall, tall order. The quiet moments of this film, like, what should I do, just let them die? Maybe. Or, can't I just keep pretending I'm your son? And, you are my son, are moments that just rip my heart out. There's also a few great callbacks to Christopher Reeve's Superman, where you have Henry Cavill's Clark getting kind of bullied by a trucker and retaliating in a way where Clark isn't necessarily sliding the guy down a cafe bar table necessarily, but the payback was hilariously perfect. Diane Lane is amazing as Martha Kent, Lawrence Fishburne, perfect Perry White. I could not imagine a better actor for the role. I know there's some people that aren't crazy about Amy Adams casting as Lois, but I thought she was a great choice and I couldn't imagine a different actress alongside Henry Cavill. Feyora is criminally underrated as far as DC villains go, and I really hope we get to see a little more from her in The Flash. Michael Shannon as General Zod had very big shoes to fill. We had a couple of good incarnations of General Zod on Smallville. They certainly used him a few different ways, and who of course could ever forget the legendary Terrence Stamp? But Michael Shannon and this movie takes the character to another level, giving him a clear established motivation and being genetically engineered for one purpose, to protect Krypton and Kryptonians. And by every means, I'm sure half of Krypton's civilization probably agreed with General Zod. So in many ways, General Zod becomes such a compelling villain when he has something to lose, but also when he doesn't. In the third act, yes, he does transition to I'm going to destroy the planet and kill everyone one by one, but I absolutely believed he could and would. It doesn't feel campy or feel like they're going for too much. I can also empathize with the guy. I'd get destroyed even more if I didn't mention Henry Cavill, who, I'll be honest, I was worried about going into Man of Steel. I loved Christopher Reeve. I loved Tom Welling. I loved Brandon Routh. But going into this movie, and probably because it's a new actor playing a new Superman when I wasn't ready to move on from the last one, I was a little skeptical at the first of the casting, and forgive me. I was young, and I couldn't have been more wrong. The story, the heart, the tone, the quiet moments that make me choked up, the loud action pieces where you can feel the rage of Superman after his mother's threatened, or the pain of Zod losing his people— the acting, the score, the action, you name it. I loved it. If I had to nitpick, I maybe would have thrown Jonathan Kent's voice in there during the battle that Clark had with the World Engine just because it was in between the Smallville fight and the final fight with Zod. It would have maybe elevated that scene for me a little bit, but there were still some quiet scenes after, and I could not imagine a more perfect Superman movie or a more perfect Superman. So... This is just some of the reasons why I love this movie and why it comes in at number one. What do you think? I promise. I'm not crazy. I just had a different experience with these movies than you did, or maybe I didn't. Have you stopped typing your death threats long enough to type up your top five list? Because I'd love to hear it. I got a feeling a lot of you guys are going to have Zack Snyder's Justice League in at number one, which I have no quarrels and is the only movie that could maybe nudge Man of Steel one day for me. Remember, this is just some of my reasons, not all, and is just my own ranking from how these movies make me feel, but I'd love to hear some 
different perspectives from you guys, whether you agreed, whether you disagreed. Thanks for taking the time to watch this video. If you got this far, I truly appreciate it. If you like this video and would like to see more rankings like this or more DC content, then please consider subscribing to the channel or giving this video a like as it truly helps support us and reach more listeners like you. That will do it. And until next time, see ya.